And I've been uh, checking our analytics uh, quite a lot since we launched. Uh, we're now at uh, way over 350 downloads. And we, we've got like, okay, so I was kind of obsessively checking the analytics in the first couple of months. And uh, I noticed when they were, everyone's going to think that I'm really creepy for spying on them now, but I can see in what countries, or at least what VPN, what countries people's VPNs are pointing to. We've got some people in Finland and so at least one person in Greece that I know that when they found us, they like completely binged mm-hmm. uh, all of the content. And as soon as new episodes drop, they're right there within like the first hour oh, or really? so there to listen to us, which for me, as this being the first time that I've ever done this, uh, it's just such a fucking compliment. So thank you, listeners, especially those guys in Finland and in Greece who are boosting my ego. And, and I, I shared this with the guys, but I just wanted to get it on mic, uh, that we got, well, at least I got our first official like fan compliment uh, via Twitter. So shout out to GM Jordan. Thank you very much. You made my day. Um, but that was the first real interaction that I got from someone who's been listening to the podcast. We've got two five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. So thank you for uh, whoever those two listeners are in America who've done that for us. And anyone else who's listening, uh, if you go and you leave us a five-star review, it will make it easier for the people to find us. So get and on Congratulations, it. GM Jordan. We'll be sending you a five-pounds boots voucher in the post. <laughs> <laughs> and a list of podcast recommendations as well. <laughs> You're a winner. <laughs> Probably lives in the States. Boots not going to everyone and welcome back to another edition of the Tales of Podcast. I'm Jan, your GM, and I'm, ho- I'm joined here again by my friends and our wonderful cast. Uh, Fabio, playing Connor O'Leary. And do you want me to answer that question now? I want your tagline. Uh, excellent. Oh, my tagline is... I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> Every my week. My tagline is... Oops, I've forgotten it again. <laughs> No, you can only have that as your tagline if you do it in the style of Britney Spears. Oops, I've forgotten it again. (laughs) Thank you very much. You are forgiven. That was beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Hi, I'm Erica. I am playing Maeve McKenzie, also known as your liaison to the dead. Hello. My name. Hello. Is the undubitable Charles. (laughs) The undubitable. (laughs) And I play the fantastic. Mr. Jacques de Borga. Oh, that definitely popped. <laughs> <laughs> I, Every I just time. want to be a little bit fantastical since I, I don't have uh, a tagline. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> and last but not least. Uh, hi, I'm Mike and I play Lloyd. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> and so tonight on this hot, sweaty eve, uh, unfortunately, we're recording this in the midst of Berlin summer. Uh, tonight's question is, what vision fascinates your character and why? 
I'll go first before you get in and it looks like I'm copying because I had this first. Uh, Connor's favorite basin is the Kushi, which are the dogs of the fairies. And they run with the, the wild hunt and they are like deer hounds in appearance and they're the same size. Um, hence his love of McCracken, whom he believes to be the offspring of the Kushi because there was tales that they would mate with mortal dogs and he reckons that in a certain light you can see like a a sheen of fairy green off his skin and Connor would know that having the sight and all exactly yeah Mm -hmm. he probably saw one of them going into the shed (laughs) 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 or a barn wherever 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 uh, McCracken's mother was followed by And does uh, does McCracken ever have any specific behaviours that makes Connor think like, yeah, he's one of them? He has a mischievous nature. Mm. Uh, Pretty sure he is the one robbing uh, Connor's pipes. Mm. (laughs) But I can't prove it. (laughs) Mystery. Another mystery. That, Another that can mystery. be our next mystery to solve. I was going to say, we still need to do the Let's one... Let's just stop doing this one and we'll get on to the... <laughs> the... See, we, we still need to do the one shot where you play as McCracken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? And we all play as one of his fleas. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have fleas. Uh, is, is McCracken's voice uh, just like a Scooby voice? Where, think... Where's the pipes? <laughs> Yeah, it'd it'd have to be (laughs) (laughs) that sort of a thing. Something pretty gruff. (laughs) Wonderful. Because he's a mystery-solving dog. (laughs) (laughs) Now we we could do uh, like a mini series where it's just animals of London. So McCracken and his animal friends on a mystery of some sort. Mm. There there was a uh, a French rat that was a part of a mime show in the very first episode. Or something. <laughs> oh, I thought uh, you were referencing. I thought you were referencing Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not in London. He's in fact a, a French rat, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was he was puppeteering oh, someone else. Not being puppeteered. <laughs> the life of a puppeteered rat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we reference Ratatouille. Mm. The puppeted becomes the puppeteer. <laughs> Has anyone ra- seen Ratatouille? What? Excuse me? There's a Brazilian animation studio that makes all these really great bootleg Pixar and DreamWorks movies. They've got a rat, Ratatouille one called Ratatouille. Uh, and they have, have you a, And there's Little Panda Fighter. And wait, oh, so there's Cars. This is my favorite one. The title of Cars 2. They've called it Cars 2, The Fast and the Curious. <laughs> Cars coming of age for <laughs> Watch the cars oh, for shit. sexual awakening. <laughs> Taking it too far. <laughs> anyway, Erica, how about yes. you? Tell us about Maeve. All right, Maeve's uh, favorite. Well, what fascinates? Well, her. So I've decided she's a bit of a cat lady mm-hmm. because I'm a cat lady in real life, and she's fascinated by the cat she, which like. Uh, O'Leary's favorite fae is um, a cat spirit. Um, he's portrayed as being like a large black cat with a white spot on his chest. And they are believed to roam the Scottish Highlands and steal souls. Mm. 
And so why why does this visit in particular fascinate Maeve? Um, it fascinates Maeve because one, it's a cat. And two, um, because it's often associated with spirits and um, burials. So the Scots take like special precautions to prevent uh, the cat chief from stealing the soul of a person before it can go to heaven or hell or wherever it's supposed to go. Because mm-hmm. basically, it ke- I think it's supposed to keep you in limbo if the cat chief steals your soul. I'm not entirely certain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... Yeah, it basically the way it steals the soul is it, it passes over the grave or the coffin, mm-hmm. and that's how it takes your soul. Mm-hmm. So since she deals already with spirits and the beyond, mm. it kind of ties in with that. And also, you, it's a cat. Do you think that Maeve is hoping one day to meet a cat she? She'd love that. Maybe she can talk to the souls it, steal, it stole. Jen's totally making notes over here. Mm. Perfect. Mm. Alrighty, Charles. Charles. Well, I've already spoken about Jacques, a passing interest in in sirens and and how that played out. So I won't go back into that. But that that was definitely a very big fascination for him. I think I think a few maybe a year ago he he ran into a a man from South America. And he told him about uh, feathered, or the feathered serpent. Now, technically, it is a god. Uh, so I don't know how, how deities play into this, but but uh, it has been a bit of a fascination. The idea of a feathered serpent or a plumed serpent uh, existing in Middle America. And he's been wondering, is it a vesin? Uh, and he is particularly excited about it because of its dual nature. You see a, a serpent that can fly, uh, that which is of the, the earth and that is human, but also of the skies and, and holy. Uh, for Jacques, uh, this, this, the... This kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, another word for duality. <laughs> Why don't you just say duality? Yeah. Because there's a better word for it. But he loves the, the idea of things existing and not existing in the same place. Uh, it's, 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 uh, so it's contrarian in a way. Yes, exactly. An oxymoron. And, uh, and uh, Jacques is definitely an oxymoron. And contrarian. And contrarian. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so he, he loves that. He loves that. Now, uh, there is also, because of course Jacques can never be satisfied with just one thing, uh, there is also a, a, a not so hidden secret of Jacques, and that is that he particularly uh, is afraid uh, of the undead, any kind of undead. It, it irks him. He's had a bad experience. And I could get into it, but maybe I'll get into it another time. I don't know. Does but, this include spirits? Well. Because they're technically Yes. Dead. But Jacques believes that uh, spirits are just after echoes of people who have been there. Or some other scientific explanation. We've been through oh, this right. already. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ay, ay, ay. Yes, he believes that. Yeah. But he thinks, as being a doctor, he's seen enough people die and stay dead. And that makes sense. You exist, you die. Uh, the part that really scares him is when Jacques... I mean, should I even get into it? Do we have time to get no, into it? No, but we probably no. will either this episode yes. or next episode. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, you, ha- you will have the opportunity to. Yes. But Jacques is particularly... Anything, vampires, zombies, 
Uh, I mean, those are the, the classic ones. But uh, anything that, that seems like it was dead and now it isn't uh, scares the living shit out of Jacques. Mm-hmm. But he's also very curious about it. To, you know, be, uh, to be delved into oh, later. Exciting. <laughs> and Mikey, tell us a bit about Lloyd. Lloyd likes werewolves. <laughs> and tell us about that more fuzzy yes more more, <laughs> more fur Lloyd, Lloyd in big his, furry chest yeah. once met an American werewolf that came to town <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there and, and he had a conversation with this this fella and with who the American werewolf where was it in London in London oh, right. <laughs> I don't think Lloyd's ever left London right <laughs> <laughs> Nah. That's why it's called Lloyds of London. <laughs> um, the Lloyds don't leave London. <laughs> but he fa- the, the 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 werewolf is he thinks they're interesting because um they have this weird feud with vampires. And he also has a history with vampires and isn't their biggest fan. And that's pre- that's pretty much it. I don't Does really know what happened vampires in, 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 in the werewolf in London so, so I can't make any hey. more references to that. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Huh? What do you say? <laughs> Nothing. Um, yeah, he likes werewolves. That's mm. my story. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sticking to it. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm mixing this in my head with the Mike story about the French barber. And now I'm picturing a, a barber who's French and, wo- and like barber by day and werewolf by night. Uh, yeah, French barber by day, American werewolf. <laughs> 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 Cool, cool. Alrighty then, let's recap what happened last session. After being unceremoniously kicked out from the museum, the crew headed out for dinner and to figure out their next moves. Much discussion was had over some quite questionable food as our investigators tried to piece together their clues thus far. With the task of delving into more research on rituals and sacrifices, Maeve returned to visit the library of the Gentle Thems Club. Her study turned up several grisly topics that could be linked to the case, including human sacrifices, Egyptian embalming practices, and the gruesome Viking Blood Eagle. Connor and Jacques headed back to the shop of Lucius Lemondaire, Having made a copy of the family crest found on the crates in the storage room, the team now had something they could give her to work with in potentially identifying the owner of the museum. Lemondaire informed them that the crest was that of the Montague Bergmans of Wilkesbury, an aristocratic family that happens to be related by marriage to Lord Winford of the SSPP, thus casting even greater suspicions on him and the SSPP activities. Lemondaire also then informed them that she is involved with the growing reformation movement and would be very interested in any information she could use to help her bring Lord Winford down. All right, so let's catch up with Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd is going to, you say you're going to head out and look after Mr. Baker. Is there anything else that you're wanting to do? Uh, I want to stop by and speak to my old friend, Monsieur Tosspot. Mm. Okay. So, can you tell us, uh, how, how do you talk to Tosspot? Um, how, how, do you, how do you get in contact with Tosspot? 
in in various ways. Uh, it takes a while normally, but um, I happen to know it's his birthday today, and then on his birthday, he tends to hang around at the uh, at the old storm drain. <laughs> <laughs> The story. It's a storm drain by an old candy shop, and they all bonbons frequently roll down the street into the storm drain. Is this the same storm drain that Lloyd hangs out in? It's sometimes. Right. He also likes bonbons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He's he's in he's in yeah there. He likes to hang in the sewers. Have, have we mentioned sewers much on air? <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we see Lloyd. It's it's pretty dark now. Um, stars are just... You can see a few stars peeking through the, the heavy fog above London. You can hear a gentle lapping of the Thames, the black waters of the Thames, uh, lapping against the banks. As in the moonlight, we see Lloyd step down to the entrance of his storm drain and uh, he leans up against the wall and uh, do you maybe uh, you have something that you can use to get Tosspot's attention or do you have like a knock or something that you use to get his attention uh, I oh, I got a fistful of crackers <laughs> <laughs> and I crunch them up and he can't he can't help you he's like a pigeon he is the the pitter patter of the, the crackers in the floor and he flocks to him how about that <laughs> so we see we see Lloyd uh, lounging in the moonlight next to this just big open dark hole crunching these crackers and letting them flicker down and there's a a couple of beats of silence maybe you wait for a minute and then we hear a pitter patter of slimy footsteps and in the dark hole next to him we, the audience, see a pair of yellow eyes flicker and come into focus. Lloyd, I see you remembered it's my birthday. Oh, that's why I'm here. Oh. Happy birthday, tough spot. Oh. How many years is it now, Lloyd? You remember every year. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm a traditional sort, you know. I never thought you were the sentimental type, though. Yeah, only for you. Oh, I am honoured. Now, I'm pretty sure you won't be here, though, if you didn't want nothing. No, you're right. You're right. It just it was convenient it was your birthday, really, because mm. I didn't really have a week to look for you. That's um, what you say every year. <laughs> I didn't have two weeks to look for a penguin bar, I'm afraid, either, so you're going to have mm. to deal with the second best. You know I'd only come because I thought you'd had a penguin bar. Oh, I got the shit stuff from Belgian chocolate place around the corner. Oh, I wiped my ass with that. <laughs> Just what, bought you a birthday present. It was quite expensive. <laughs> 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 Weren't as expensive as McVitie's, but, uh, <laughs> but it were up there. Well, I'm happy you're thinking of me anyways. I've got uh, got a job for you, mate, if you would. Oh, yeah? You know I'm a pretty busy man. Yeah, I know, I know. But you always got time for your pals, ain't you? I always got time for my pal Lloyd, yeah. Because he pays me well. 
He pays me well, he does. And the others, oh, they's mighty jealous from all the precious that I have from Lloyd. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Lloyd, I guess, Lloyd chuckles, I guess. Um, and just, uh, there's a moment of silence, I don't know. Uh, so, you've been, you've been, you've been keeping them happy there, right? Keeping them, uh, keeping them satisfied? I keep them in line, yeah. Because there's only so much chocolate can go around. It's expensive, you know. Is that right? There's only so much I can nick from my rich mate. I was gonna say, I didn't think you paid for nothing, right? <laughs> I don't want to nick too much, he gets a bit suspicious. He started blaming his butler. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been nicking for butter? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know much about Belgrave Square? Mm, yeah, it used to be a fine park there. I used to like to air my toes out there on a moonlight night. Oof. Now there's a big limestone building. Got a weird energy. I don't go there that much. What do you mean by weird energy? Ah, uh, I don't know. It don't sit right with me. Something, something strange is there for sure. Well, uh, it just so happens we are investigating something strange there, so... Could I convince you to go there one more time? For the right price, well, yes. Yeah, well, what's your price? I already gave you your chockies. What do you want now? That was just for my attention. All right, yeah, so I want you to find us an entrance, if you can. Uh, you see, you know, the SSPP, those toffs. Um, Every time we uh, start to find a lead in there, they find some reason to kick us right out. So, and this time, threatening us with legal action. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine me behind bars. Fucking legal action? They're in their right minds, do they know who they're messing with? <laughs> Fucking toffs will try anything these days. Bunch of twats. Anyway, yeah, so, <laughs> you reckon you can find your way in there? I reckon if you hang around there, if you used to hang around there a lot, you probably know your way around the tunnels and sewage systems and whatnot. I know how to get there, yeah, yeah. I know you love a good sewer run. Um, I'm the best. No one tell you no different. I'm the best. I run these sewers. Brilliant. <laughs> Don't listen to fucking Daryl, right? Daryl knows nothing. I run these sewers. Daryl's his name. One of the in the sewers, yeah. Is he cheap? He's a fucking dickhead. That's what he is. All right, I'll stay away from Daryl. Now look, now one of my uh, one of my associates left something pretty important in that museum as well. So once you once you're done finding your way in, I'll need I need you to grab it for us, and I'll snatch and run. What's it like? What oh, am I looking for? What's it skin. smell like? Oh, what's it smell like? Uh, moleskin, leather. That's a mighty fine stench. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that, um... You know, Braggs. You ever heard of a Bragg? 
A brownie. So a brownie. <gasps> brownie. I heard that one. Yeah, bragger. Bragger. Can't say I know that one. Oh, it's like a subclass or something. What's <laughs> <laughs> <Was> that then? <laughs> uh, um... Well, if you can find out what one of them stinks like, I was, I was kind of banking on that actually. I mean, that is just pretty, pretty normal stink. It's, uh, it's leather. It was recently drawn in with a pen of blue ink. Oh, I like a good blue smell. Your favourite colour, blue, yeah. Yeah, blue's a good smell. <laughs> well, right, well, hopefully that's enough to go on. It's in the old storage room, unless someone's picked it up again. Right, right. Anything else? Dusty place. Anything else? I think that's it, mate. Mm. Now, what's my prize, eh? What do I want? This is a big ask. I'm a very, very busy man, as you know. What you were... What you got for trade? The usual. Food. Favours. Run out of pie today, though. You run out of pie? You live in a pie shop. <laughs> tell me about it. I'll, I tell you what I want. I want one of Mundy's curry specials. Right. I know she only does them once a month. That you does. bring me one of her curry pies, and I'll hand over the goods. It's gonna take a while. Curry, uh, curry day was two days ago. Sounds like a you problem, Lloyd. Hmm. <laughs> How's about half a pie? I might know where I can find half a curry pie. Half <clears throat> a pie? After goods. Half, yeah, after no. You can keep the keep the, the leather binding. I just want the paper. Done. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I love me a bit of moleskin. Uh, they'll think I'm the I'm the right fucking bee's knees walking around with that in my mouth. Yeah, be chewing that for weeks. Yeah, the right good mold jerky. Well, it sounds like a bargain then. Should we shake on it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Really, really squishy. <laughs> <coughs> and then this, like, very like spindly, skeletal, green hand stretches out of the sewer drain into the moonlight and in front, well, to the, to the side of Lloyd. We have a deal, then. Uh, then Lloyd follows suit and gobs a nasty green one on his hand <laughs> and slaps it. Gives him a shake, a firm shake. They shake and you see the, the hand retract in here. The deal I've made. You'll be hearing from me. And then we hear it as wet, slimy steps disappear further into the darkness. And Lloyd adjusts his hat and stands up from his kind of leaning against the wall and uh, just wanders off, silhouetted and nice and edgy against the backdrop. <laughs> nice and edgy. Nice and edgy. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the storm drain again? It's just, is it just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like a sewer, an actual like just a sewer. Drain. Have you seen it? I'm gonna look. Oh yes, that's a storm. Drain. <laughs> I can see why you thought that was funny. Oh, shit. I was expecting Tosplot to be a more jovial kind of character, <laughs> not quite as sinister. 
<laughs> I, I had planned it that way, but then I was like, I, I, I wasn't sure how jovial I could make this conversation, so. Oh, that's fun. So, so like you imagined Lloyd just Most like of it was about standing in a storm drain, like like friggin' what's his name? <laughs> like the clown. The cl- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can you imagine now why it's weird looking pensive after no, yeah, the storm yeah, drain? Yeah, I can see that in now. The, in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, it's canon now. It's canon now. <laughs> she. So, Miv. When we last left you, uh, you were heading down to find Lady Penelope playing billiards. So Maeve enters the billiards hall. What does it look like? So the billiard hall, it's quite dark. It's quite smoky. There's like really fine dark wooden paneling up the walls. There's a couple of billiard tables. There's one of those like green green glass lampshades hanging mm. over. There's it's quite low. It's quite it's low. low yeah. And you can see like... Uh, several heads above the table there's like that layer of smoke mm. there's like there's clear air below and there's just a layer of smoke um, there are several men in um, fine suits who have at this point taken off their suits and loosened their ties uh, or taken, taken off their off jackets their <laughs> taken <laughs> off their jackets and loosened what up their ties what kind of club is this? <laughs> Um, we, we play strip billiard and nothing else. <laughs> and I, I want to, I want us to create what, see what Penelope looks like together. But my, my one thing about Penelope is that she's currently winning at this game and taking all these guys' money, and she's got a massive fat cigar in her mouth. Rest of you, what does Penelope look like? She has rich dark hair that's wavy. How long? I would say mid-back, quite long for a lady of this time period. And it's scandalous because it's down. Shouldn't have it up. What is she wearing? Is she also in a suit? Uh, I I want her to have... what are they called? You know, the you often see them. They've got the uh, the billiard players. They have the shirt and they have the like a waistcoat. Yes, they have a waistcoat. Ah, like a pro billiard. Player. Like a pro billiard player. with the striped yes, shirt. Yes. They wear like yeah. striped shirt. Mm-hmm. Like she she's she came in with her intentions clear to hub every gentleman in the place through legal means of billiard planes, of course. So we discussed that we could have like. Uh, <laughs> St- silly steampunky type shit. Totally. <laughs> I wanted to have like a. She has her own pool cue, mm-hmm. and it's not just a normal pool cue. Ooh. It's got like a scope on yeah, it. I knew it was gonna have a scope. <laughs> <laughs> it's Is got, that legal? It's, it's got a scope and a bipod that that rests on the table. Great. And it's like just. Uh, Embar- not embalmed I'm saying embalmed because that was embellished is embellished with like loads of brass decorations mm, and it just looks wonderful pretty. and really cool. unwieldy awesome so this is standard billiards then no it this is. is some kind of steampunk billiards steampunk billiards no it's standard billiards it's just I'm going to say actually Penelope maybe has either invented this or has designed this mm-hmm. and this is what uh, she's using to up her game and how she's robbing everyone blind. I like she's the testing idea. it. Hmm. It it seems like cheating. Because <laughs> <But laughs> it, it would it would knock off the balance. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a handicap. Okay. Yeah, if anything, it's a handicap. <laughs> yeah, it's an and it's a very good. This looking is how handicap. she's convinced all of the men to let her <laughs> try <laughs> it. And now they're really regretting it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Although when you when you asked if this was 
standard billiards. I did really want to turn it into like some cross between billiards and steampunk Beyblade. Yeah, so they're like the balls are like little steampunk robot sort of things. Automatons. No, we're not quite there yet. We're not quite there yet. This has gone full fantasy. Wait, 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 wait. You eat them and then they scream <laughs> and run to the next ball. <laughs> Fabio, give me something about Penelope. She has uh, three pairs of glasses on chains around her neck. Uh-huh. Varying uses. Cool. One of them has like, like one of the eyes is clearly like a, a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. One of them has a loop on it, mm-hmm. like a jeweler's loop. And the other one has no lenses. It's just a frame. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fashion. Yeah, that, that's for fashion days. I also say, I want to say that she has like a uh, like a silk, um, not like a necktie, but cravat. like a, a silk, almost like cravat. Yeah. Um, it could be a silk bow. Women have those like high necked tops with the with the bow. But I, I'm thinking more the masculine ones because she's wearing uh. like a billiard player outfit. So I'm just picturing this yeah, as but like it doesn't top. have to be full masculine. Maybe she's got a mix of both. No, it's just what I pictured. So I picture that Maeve comes in, she's got an armful of books, and Penelope is... No, no, she left the books. I left the oh, you books. left the books. So you come in with your whiskey. I don't want to out myself as that nerd right, right <laughs> at the get-go. Penelope is stood with her back to you as you walk in. She's kind of stood triumphantly with the, the pull cue on the ground, and she had an arm on her hip, and she at that point she's like, she takes it and takes a, a huge drag of this massive cigar, puffs it out, and she's like... Is that it, gentlemen? Oh, come now. You must surely have a few more notes you can throw my way. We did say we were going to test this. She hasn't noticed you. She has your back, her back to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching this unfold. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, a few of the men are kind of like uh, saying, no, no, it's uh, I, I, my wife will kill me. Uh, I'm just going to get a drink. Uh, and she's just there looking disappointed. Like, oh, come on now. How am I going to get enough research to know all the uh, calibrations on this? Guys, fellows. I'll, Maeve will walk up and say, I'll play you. She turns around and she looks very surprised. Like, oh, a, a new face, is it? Hello, I'm Penelope. Hold on. Penelope what now? <laughs> Pit stop. I'm Penelope what now? Penelope Catalina Wilkesbury Harrington. Oh my, Pleasure. that's a lot of names. Oh yes, unfortunate with um, aristocracy and the Spaniards. <laughs> unfortunately, far too many names for any good person, I'm sure. I just go by Lady Penelope, but you can call me Penny. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Likewise. And you are? Maeve. Maeve McKenzie. Maeve. Oh, uh, is that an American accent I hear? Yes, I'm from New York. Oh, some time since I met an American. And what are you doing in our fine city? Please, please, come sit, come sit. Uh, What I'm doing in London is a long story, but I'm currently helping Connor... O'Leary, right? That's his last name? Connor O'Leary on a case. Oh, the captain! Yes! A fine, upstanding fellow. I do enjoy our debates sometimes. Really puts me through the ringer. A lot of fun. What do you debate about? Oh, he likes to debate often about the outcomes of uh, various battles of history. Uh, I'm not an expert myself, but uh, I do enjoy to... I do enjoy, let's say, (laughs) pushing buttons. 
I see. Well, uh, shall we play? Like oh, most certainly. At uh, the billiard table. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of uh, my? What? Okay, her 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 cue has to have a name. What's what's the cue's name? Long shot. <laughs> the third. <laughs> the third. Yes. <laughs> Long shot. The third. What do you think of my uh, of my little baby here? This is Longshot the Third. Were there two before? Uh, they were. It did not end well. <laughs> Dare I ask why? <laughs> too much propellant. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, billiards and gunpowder doesn't mix. <laughs> oh, I'd imagine not. <laughs> yes. Well, one should always try these things. Why not? So this is your first day using it. This is the first time using it in the wild, as one might say, yes. And uh, she reaches out to the table uh, where there's a huge stack of banknotes. And she's like, I have to say, third time's the charm. And she smiles, waving the the notes. Looks like you've uh, padded your pockets quite well this evening. It's been quite a riot, I'm sure. But I won't ask you, my dear, to put any money on this table. I would play purely for pleasure. Is that so? Lucky me. Then I'll rack. She racks up the, the, the balls. Uh, would you would you like to break? Sure. So, Can we, I use your cue? <laughs> oh, indeed. I must show you how to use it, though. I was going to say, please tell me she shows me how to use it. So she, she, <laughs> she, comes, she comes around, she puts the cue in the hand, and then she does that thing, you know, when she, like, leans behind you. And she's like putting your hands on the cue and showing you like, now you put your eye here, you can see that you have an adjustable lens here. And some of the optics will actually show you, you can see where the angle is here. And she like takes your hand and is adjusting your hand up the back of the cue. Excellent. <laughs> um, Maeve will pay very good attention to what she's telling her to do and, and take her shot. I don't need to roll anything for this, right? We, I mean, we could decide that we roll <laughs> I, for how this billiard game goes. Roll for I mean, yeah, combat. sure. If you want to role play the whole billiard game, we're going to be here for some time. <laughs> we do not have to role play the whole billiard game, but I want Maeve to be like surprisingly good at it. Okay, we can roll. Even to though she's not played much, we can do a roll to see how good you are against her at playing. Okay, well, what would I roll for that? Precision. Yeah. What were you going to say, Mike? We, we should get like I got one of these pool games Rain on my phone. If we just make if we just make uh, Erica play against like a very hard AI, and then <laughs> Erica see what will fail. Comes. Erica as a player will fail because I'm not good at billiards. Uh, agility, no. For, for precision, there's medicine, range, or combat, combat, and stealth. I don't know what would apply. Let's do combat. Okay, so I roll five, six, seven dice. I need an extra d6. That's all I got. Right, so I'll just re-roll one. You got seven in close combat. Yes. That's, That's two successes. Mmm. You give Penelope a fair run for her money. She Except does. I'm not playing for her money. Mm-hmm. I'm playing for her charm. <laughs> she she does get a little bit competitive at the end, and she wins, but only by like the, the like a hair's. Maybe breath. I let her win. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh. Uh. Tell me she she blames your uh, your skills on her cue. No, she would never. She would never. <laughs> Beginner's it's, luck, maybe. Yeah. Well, 
What a fantastic, fantastic spot you are, Maeve. Thank you. You're not so bad yourself. Thank you for indulging me. She winks. Mm -hmm. She winks back. (laughs) But... (laughs) And so, perhaps you could tell me a little about this investigation of yours with O'Leary. Uh, yes, it has to do with the Belgrave Square Museum. Are you familiar with the place? She gives a really long, like... Oh, yes. I am quite familiar with that place. Well, in this case, I could use your insight. Yes, um... It's not that well known as what is publicly known as the museum is held in a public trust, but it actually belongs to part of my family, the Wilkesburys. Oh. So I'm quite familiar with the history of uh, many of the exhibits. Has it always been in your family? For as long as I can remember, certainly, but... Do, Do I have a drawing of the crest or did only Connor take one? You can have one if you say you want one. You have one. Or she'll like pull out a rubbing from her pocket and say, is this your family crest? Oh, that is the family crest of the Montague Berkmans. I am related to them, yes. This is not something that we make very public in general, but the family member on this, on these shores that are, that is most responsible for the museum is uh, uh, Lord Winford of Wilkesbury Smythe. Wait, I recognize that name. Yeah, uh, off the so it's, it's her oh. She's related uh, to him. Okay. <laughs> Maeve, however, did not know this yet, if I remember mm. correctly. And she goes, "Oh, from the SPP." Oh, you've heard of them, I see. Although, yes, they. I have to say, Winford. Oh no, she would. Hugo does uh, have a little bit of a soft spot for O'Leary, so it doesn't surprise me that the name may have come up. They have been uh, unhelpful with our investigation. If you are inve- making an investigation at the Belgrave Square Museum, yes, that does not surprise me. Unfortunately, they they spend quite some. Time there often. Uh, it's a holding of ours where we hold do antiquities. You, so, do you know of any disappearances that have happened surrounding staff at the museum? Disappearances. Yes, um, Maeve will list names of people who've gone missing that worked there. She would remember those. Mm-hmm. I. I am not um, aware of the day-to-day runnings of the plays. I cannot say myself that I'm aware of missing persons. However, as you say this, it does leave me with some quite concern. Because Hmm. how long have these disappearances been happening? Erica does not remember. Who wrote that down? (laughs) Uh, It's been a while. Three, about do, do three we weeks have? or so since. It's not quite since the uh, people started quitting uh, when the Indian exhibit started, but people could have been quitting before that. Missing persons, you have Rosie and Charlie confirmed. That's the last week or two. So I say within the past three weeks. This is somewhat disconcerting. We... We are not ones to talk about this in public, but as you may have heard from O'Leary, I am no fan of my uncle, Hugo. In fact, I gain membership to this very place because of that disdain that I hold for him. 
In fact, Do you also hold this disdain for the SPP? Oh, absolutely. In fact, 50% of the library that is contained in this place actually belongs to the SSPP or oh. used to belong to the SSPP <laughs> until, until I started to um, create Liberated. this collection here. Yes. Well, I must well, thank until, you. Until I started to liberate it. I must thank you for doing so since it has been uh, very helpful in my research. I see. You are researching something at the museum. This is disconcerting. I'm researching possible connections of murder victims to the museum. Yes. She doesn't really react for a while. She's just kind of staring. She doesn't say anything. She gets up and she goes over to like an open bar. She pours herself a stiff drink and she stands like looking in the mirror behind the bar for a little bit as she kind of gathers her thoughts. And she turns around and says, my family, they dismissed it. Nobody, nobody was really listening when I said it, but. Dismissed what? Hugo, he has, um, he's not been himself lately. Define lately. Some three, four months ago, he came back from a exploration around several continents and he came back changed. He was not himself. He, he was more erratic. Uh, he's acting very, very strange. He's always been uh, interested in some scientific notions of the occult, but he came back dismissing the ideas of, of uh, scientific approaches and seems to have gotten himself into some kind of esoteric mysticism. Um, I've seen him in the family library, or in his family library, uh, sometimes over the last weeks, poring over books and journals around mysticism. I've seen his, his eyes growing dark and, and hooded as he, he's sleeping less. I hear him muttering to himself, I, I must prove myself, I must prove myself. Has he brought home any artifacts from his travels? Anything particularly old? It is quite possible. This is this is not something that I know. I, I, I tend not to uh, interact with Hugo as much as possible. But I I do go past the estate here and here and there because I, as I said, like to liberate parts of the library, and I have witnessed him in these states poring over old tomes. I wonder if he might be influenced by something, if his behavior has changed so drastically. Influenced so much that he could push to murder. She takes a big swig of her drink. I, I would not want to believe it, but some of his erratic behavior these days, I... I have also heard since his arrival back, there has been some tensions within the SSPP. 
there has always been a healthy blend in the SSPP of those who are uh, followers of a scientific method and those who are followers of a, a more spiritual method. The healthy balance keeps the skepticism uh, around and allows people to not fall uh, into uh, into one category or another and keeps mm-hmm. the healthy discourse. Since his return, I have heard there has been increasing numbers of, of he and f- agreeing members that they should push out this scientific method and that mis- the mysticism methods are the true ways. Do you know what methods they are using? Unfortunately, I do not. As these conversations, I believe there has been almost a schism of sorts, almost on the brink of a schism, let's say, within the SSPP, and he has gathered a crew around him of followers. it would be your uncle versus who is leading the other side of the schism? There is no leader per se. The, the, the group has never believed in leaders. But in the schism, he is most certainly seen as a leader on the schism side. I, I know that at least... Um, do you know Hargreaves? The Admiral? The Admiral. Ah, I've met her in passing. Yes, I, I knew that the Admiral... <laughs> 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 he got you. You fucking got me. <laughs> I do know that the Admiral has always been... <laughs> God damn it. The Admiral has always been a staunch scientific uh, fellow. Um, perhaps she could be someone who has more insight on the inner workings of what is currently happening. Do you think she would talk to me? There's a chance... She does not hold such disdain for your uh, colleagues as Hugo does. Um, I think she might like Connor, like, a little bit. Oh, really? I think so. There was something there. Oh, really? You didn't hear it from me. (laughs) I promise, I swear, I said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... I do know the Admiral, though. I could perhaps put in a good word for you. That would be greatly appreciated. Hmm. And I perhaps should look into a little more of what is happening with Hugo, because this is most distressing. I'm hoping that uh, we will get to the bottom of it soon. I feel like we're coming close. It's just... The answer is not quite within our grasp yet. If I can do anything to help, I would be more than willing. The only thing I can think of would be to get a hold of your uncle's journals, the ones he's obsessing over. I can see what I can do. Let me know. I have very much enjoyed your company, Maeve, but I have to say that this news is cause for concern for myself and for my family. I would very much enjoy another round of billiards, but I find that I must take my leave. Of course, I understand. She she takes your hand and shakes it and holds it, mm-hmm. and she says, this has been an absolute pleasure, however. I would be more than happy to see your face again here at the club. Likewise. And Maeve will gently kiss her knuckles. Oh, you got there before me! <laughs> <laughs> so you, you kiss her knuckles, and then she does the same. 
<laughs> she she smiles and she says, "Then um, till later day, until be safe." Next time. And she she Takes leaves. Her leave. All righty, where are we cutting to next? Where do we cut to next? La 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 la. Uh, so we're finished with Le Monde. Le Monde. Le Monde. Where do we go next, Jacques? So I will oh. point out that at this point, like, Maeve, you've been in the club till a good point of midnight. So yeah, Maeve, needs, Maeve probably needs to sleep if you don't want to be exhausted. You guys have probably been with Lucius till about 8 p.m. So you've got a little bit of time before you need to sleep. So we can just go and meet Lloyd? Go, no, I was going to say we go home. Uh, trying to meet Lloyd would be would be tricky. Yeah, I we would, don't know where the fuck he is, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, yeah, but uh, home is base of operations. We've done our duty. We head back. I say, I say, uh, I, I, di- I rummage through one of the couches to pull out uh, one of your pipes. Okay. Uh, McCracken is by. I give him a little scruff. <laughs> I pull out the bottle of whiskey. Uh, what, what's our man's servant? He's gone to bed. Michael we'll, we'll, Yeah, he's, he's gone to bed. We'll get, we'll yes, get yes. food delivered in. Yes. Oh, yes, we have some food. And we talk, we talk about, uh, you know, here it's we like go. like roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> Something rich. It's like a, you get delivery from like a, a young person on a penny farthing. <laughs> he <laughs> drives up to the house. Um, All right, governor, fresh delivery. Is everything there? <laughs> yeah. Check it we, we ordered two roast beefs. And we've got roast beef, some mashed potatoes, and uh, is that some bangers? Yeah, I reckon that's some bangers. That'll do. There's a tip for you, young lad. Your rapscallion. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your meal. Clambers up onto his penny yeah. farthing. <laughs> ding, ding. I assume, I assume <laughs> the food comes on plates with like... Uh, oh, uh, yes. Um, what do you call the metal lids that they put over to keep them warm? A lid. A lid. No, they call them... Uh, <laughs> it's not a chafing dish, is it? It doesn't sound very pleasant. A cloche? A cloche. cloche. Oh, that right? That's it, yes. Yes, yes. yes a cloche. <laughs> Where did we order from? <laughs> it's <be> so nice. <sighs> you know, Captain, uh, often uh, when we are at this point of, uh, of any case, you know, when, uh, when the mystery is starting to unveil itself, uh, but still the pieces are in front of us, we can't put it together. It reminds me of those first few months together. And I never did ask you why you helped me. I was a young doctor. I just discovered Vaison. I I didn't know what was going on. I was scared out of my mind. I was ready to run away from the army. But, But you saw me and you helped me. But why? (laughs) (laughs) Fabio doesn't remember why. (laughs) (laughs) I think, to be honest with you, Jacques, I at first took pity on you. You looked terrified, to be honest with you. I was. Uh, I mean, I'd had a long time to get used to the sight of had it since my childhood. I can't imagine how terrifying it must have been to uh, all of a sudden come upon such a curse. And so, at first it was pity, baby. But, you know, you grew on me. 
like a a moss or a lichen or a, a fungus of some mm. kind, an infection. Mm. <laughs> it's the kind that gets between your toes, you know, and then it's, yeah, worse than that. I'd say uh, worse than that, and smell you like gotta get scratching it. Uh. But I grew attached to you, <laughs> as you had attached to me, in a kind of a parasitic, more symbiotic than parasitic, I have to say. But you must understand, uh, I was suddenly thrust into a world of madness, and uh, you were the only one that seemed to find uh, some sort of clarity in it. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> well, no, I, it's, it's, thank you for taking me on. I, I, it's been how many years now? Uh, too many Long. to remember. Oui, oui. <laughs> and 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 I do. I, I, I must say, uh, uh, what a journey. Indeed. What a journey. Uh, and now we've taken on a, a, a new one. We've taken on Lloyd. Uh, what a what a fine young. You know, I really think he should go to 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 study. We could sponsor him. I'm sure we could get him to university. He's a smart fellow. Yeah, but he doesn't strike me as the academic type. I think his his smarts are more geared towards street smarts. We, 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 we. And what of this new uh, lady Mackenzie? Huh? Do you think she's going to stick around? Uh, not if she has any sense, she won't. Oh, that's true. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I sense in her uh, an almost kindred spirit to our own, uh, as one who seeks out and embraces trouble at oui. every turn. Wait, 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 wait. She does seem to uh, uh, work well with the, the group. Uh, and, and, and Lord knows anybody that gets along with us deserves a drink. <laughs> it's almost inconceivable that we've only known her for a day and a half. <laughs> it's been, what, two days in the... Almost, no, yeah, a day and a half, yeah. Two, day and a half, yeah. Wait. You know, feels like I've been here a decade. <laughs> All those weeks ago, just yesterday. <laughs> Somehow that first day feels like kind of six months ago or so. I, we are slow. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think, uh, I think the site is a is a lonely curse, and if we can find anybody to uh, help us through uh, these these unimaginable things that we see it is uh, it is it is it is a kindness in the curse it is it is like a little bit of light in a dark tunnel and you know you see the light at the end and it gives you hope that there is uh, there is something else in the tunnel or in the cave you know I, not very good with analogies <laughs> I, I must admit I lost track so <laughs> Let's go back to the fungus. <laughs> uh, well, I will drink to that, Jack. Uh, you know, old yes. friend, old comrade. Old, 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 hey, to, uh, to, uh, you know, <laughs> to the adventures that we have survived and the ones that we have yet to stride. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, allow me to pour you a drink first. <laughs> Where's the whiskey? Do we have Conor will get up, go to his yeah. drinks cabinet, drinks what, table. Where, where, does, where does Michael King keep the ice? And return with two very large. I don't, uh, I don't know. Could we have ice? 
Yeah, probably in the basement. Oh, we're not. Mm. Get, you're not getting ice. <laughs> Why would you put ice in? No. Well, you can't have cubes. ice. Oh, no. Two cubes. <laughs> you're having whiskey with no Drink ice. Drink Of no, water if you want. Uh, yeah. No, no water. Please, I do not dilute it. I just Is want to... Is whiskey our new bread to bit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you're gonna drink whiskey, drink it with uh, with something. Drink with a little bit of water instead. No, ice. no, no. Why do I? I don't want to dilute it. I want to cool it. Frenchman. Oh well. Listen, it's not wine. Huh? Just saying. Do you put ice in that too? No. But we do. We do drink the champagne cooled. Uh, yeah. Um, he uh, Connor comes back with two drinks and uh, um, no ice. <laughs> <laughs> A little thing of water. <laughs> and uh, throws a snack over to McCracken and settles yeah. down. Oh, and t- t- spends the next 20 minutes loading uh, and lighting a pipe, which 15 minutes after that, he doesn't know where it is. <laughs> He's lost it again. <laughs> uh, I, th- I, I think it. we're going to wait for, for the others to return. Before uh, what time is it? Uh, uh, yeah, let's go to bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, uh Captain. It's been a long day. It's been a very long day. This guy's 55, <laughs> he's wrecked. Oh, yeah. to sleep. <laughs> so, wait, are, are you going to bed, or do we do we leave you guys by the fire I think we cut over? Yeah. Yeah. So we we start, the camera pulls back, seeing uh, Connor and Jacques sitting by the fire, two old buds, uh, enjoying their whiskeys. As we then zoom out and speed across the city to Lloyd. What do we see, Lloyd? Lloyd is walking along the street to where the baker's residence is, which I assume is just like a big, tiny Victorian terrace. So we did establish that. It is somewhere on the west side, like Richmond area. It's in a terrace, a bit of a dingy neighborhood. It is the only house on the row of the terraces that has a nice garden uh, because Mrs. Baker does the garden and it is with several terracotta garden gnomes. Thank you, Fabio. And they've all moved since we last saw them. Sure. One of them's holding a knife. (laughs) One of them has a body of another gnome (laughs) in a wheelbarrow. One of them's blood eagled. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. These gnomes are morbid. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he knows that that's the house from the description. It's the only one that has the garden. Um, and uh, I think before knocking on the door, he takes some time to just, you know, want, he's wandering around the streets, hands in his pockets, like um, keeping an eye out um, everywhere. And he, he t- I think he takes a couple walks around the block to make sure there's nothing out of the ordinary other than him walking around the block. Other mm-hmm. people are probably looking at that, yeah. Make me investigation check. Oh no, you have to roll some dice. Yeah, what are we playing a game here? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Matthews. That's a much better top box. I couldn't quite do it. <laughs> oh, it's Donald Duck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one success. One success. Donald throat cancer. Yeah, Donald Duck needs a needs a lozenge. How the hell does that voice work? I got one success. One success. Um, so you you walk around the neighborhood uh, quite a bit. You don't see anything too suspicious, but um, you do notice 
Um, at some point, there is a policeman who is stood under a, like a lamp, a lamppost for a while, who you recognize is from like central London beat and not from this beat. Okay, interesting. But that's all he does. He stands under the lamppost for a good half an hour and then... Where? We're like outside the house? And down, the, like down at the end of the street. At the end of the street, okay. Um, so then the next time he makes a circuit, he will turn into the garden, um, knowing that there's someone else potentially on a lookout. Like the guy could be just also doing what Lloyd's doing, but that's weird that he's from elsewhere. Uh, I think Lloyd wants to Lloyd would try and like rig up some kind of alarm system here uh, he's got some wire he has his garrote wire uh, and he's gonna like wrap it around the the, the gnome with the knife like <laughs> no it, there is not a gnome with a knife okay, okay. but there is one with a fishing pole alright well that's good he's Which gonna sharpened <laughs> why are you guys so murderous like no, we play RPGs because I, because I haven't given you enough of the nasty content yet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's going to fashion like a kind of an alarm system tripwire. No, like just something if, if someone were to walk up this pathway and not spot this tripwire, it it, something it, would fall over and that might. Like, is it like the path the in the garden or outside the garden? Uh, it would be in the garden, I think, if someone's heading this way. So just just like yeah you'll hear some noise outside and know that something's or someone's coming maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll knock on the door but before he does that you'll, he's gonna like he just takes a moment to collect himself uh, he takes his hat off and we see like a switch in his in his, his body language or he has like much more kind of uh, up and presentable posture um, and just looks a bit, like a bit more approachable mm-hmm. and he knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. So there is a silence for about 30 seconds, and then you hear the shuffle behind the door, and a, y- yes? Uh, in kind of a lighter voice, he tries to sound more friendly than his typical drawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, good evening. Is this, uh, is this the residence of uh, Mr. and Ms. Baker? Uh, uh, yes, uh, I'm Miss Baker. Ah, Miss Baker, so glad I could find you. I apologise for the late hour. I'm uh, a friend, uh, a colleague of the good Dr. Beauregard. He's sent me to check up on his patient. She immediately opens the door. Oh, Dr. Beauregard? Uh, sorry. Dr. De Beauregard? Oh, That's uh, what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, I hope he's he's doing fine. He's taking fine care of my Henry. So he says, um, do you mind if I, uh, if I come in and, and take a look? Um, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, was there, was there something that we needed to check up on? But she, she ushers you in. The doctor was just concerned and hasn't had time to pop by himself, um, in the last day. So he's, he's sent me, uh, one of his assistants to, to, to do the work. I, oh. I'm just here to make sure you yourself, Ms. Uh, Ms. Baker are, are doing all right. If you don't need any help, I can help you with dishes. I can help you with anything you want. Uh, I'm here to just make you and the patient feel comfortable. Wow. 
you a fine lad. And that doctor, what a fine gentleman. We, we'd, we don't deserve this kindness, I'm, I'm sure. Um, the, uh, my Henry, he, he's upstairs. If you want to look in on him, um, can I, can I make you a tea or something? Oh, I would love a cup of tea, please. Oh, 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 oh sure, yes, uh, th- thank you. Do you have any sugar? We have a little, just a little, but I, I can spare it for you for sure. That'd be lovely, thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and he... Uh, this way? He points up the stairs. Yeah, that's right. And he heads up the stairs, kind of holding, still clasping his hat in two hands, like a, you know, mm-hmm. bit stiff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he wanders to where he was directed. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess... There's nothing really off, so. But like while he's walking through now that he's not being watched, he's constantly kind of keeping his eyes on. He's trying to remember the layout of the house and see any places where if something were to happen, he could hide or set up an ambush or something like this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, he heads straight for Henry. Mm-hmm. So you see Henry, he's in like his underwear and nightshirt after we unfortunately had to cut off his uh, guard uniform. Um, he's still uh, in the fetal position on the bed, but now he's wrapped up in a, in a blanket. And you can see next to the bed the, the tea and the gin that the doctor prescribed. Um, and you can see there is some small reading glasses, um, a book, and a pile of tissues. You can guess Mrs. Baker has probably been sitting here and reading to Henry. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Oh, the tissues. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> What's she been reading? <laughs> What's she been reading? Ooh, what has she been reading? Um, what, what might Henry like to hear? It is actually a book that was recently published. Dickens. Um, that's better. Yeah, she's... <laughs> <laughs> But he was popular at the time, no? Well, I was it wasn't ab- published in books, though. It was in uh, periodicals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, ab- I was about yeah. to say it was a, a publication about recent um, advances in steam locomotives. But Dickens is also good. So she's uh, she's reading him a Dickens novel. Nice. Could she maybe just be reading him the, uh, the, the results of the horse race? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll say that. Uh, okay. So, is there a window in this room? There is. Is it open? No, but you can open it. Yeah, I think he would open it so that he can hear anything outside. Is this on the front of the house or the back of the house? It's is this too specific? <laughs> we, it doesn't matter. We can we can make it front of the house if you want. Yeah, it I don't know. It's fine. I'm just trying to get in Lloyd's head. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's. I don't know what he's going to do. What we want from that? He's really here just to make sure nothing weird has happened which it doesn't seem it has um, but he'll have some words with uh, Ms. Baker when she gets back harvest the organs <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's just gonna he's just gonna sit and uh, yeah just take in the room I think and, and wait mm. so did you, did you say you open the window yeah he'll, he'll crack it um, just so you can hear from outside a bit better and uh, I think he'll also look for this um wound that the doctor was mm-hmm. described to see if it has in fact disappeared or if there is something still there. So you crack open the window and some of a, a nice cool evening breeze 
comes in and you do notice that uh, Henry has like a like a fine layer of like a beads of sweat on him even though like 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 almost feverish but uh, they've wrapped him up you know in the blankets um, you look on the neck uh, I'm gonna say that you can still you could still find a tiny little remnant of some bruising but because of how thin the puncture wound is, like, if you didn't know the bruising was there, the puncture wound, you wouldn't see it. Hmm. There's not really but it's, but it's definitely reduced. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, then I think he's just going to take a seat and wait for Ms. Baker to return. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have any ideas of what I could do at this point? Not really, right? Uh, <coughs> no. Uh, I, I think uh, you, you check on the patient. Any 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 changes? You uh, and then I think you you check for any obvious uh, entry points. We we we. Has anyone I, tried shaking him until he wakes up? <laughs> we should try bathing him. <laughs> he is awake. Uh, just slap slap him a little bit, you know. Oh yeah, he's awake. He can see me. Oh, elbows, Henry. You're looking worse for wear, aren't you? I can't really respond right, to that. Yeah, not, not much of a talker. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and wait for your wife. Uh, yeah, do, cool. Do you stay... Do you stay watchful over the marital bed? <laughs> I, I think uh, at that point he would stay outside, but he would stick around in case any emergencies took place. Um, and he probably has with him like a fake doctor's bag. <laughs> Um, so you're you're looking around the room, uh, looking uh, at Henry, and at that point there's a little clatter from outside, and Mrs. Baker comes with a cup of tea. Here you are. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm out of biscuits, but uh, I got the last of the sugar in for you. Oh, you're too kind, Miss Baker. No, no, no. You, you and that doctor, you're you're the kind ones. Uh, we, we can't afford no care at all, but uh, you've been taking good care of my Henry. And she, she sits down on the bed and like pats, pats um, Mr. Baker and looks at him sadly. Well, the good news, Miss Baker, is that the patient, sorry, Henry doesn't seem to have degraded any further. So, uh, uh, Unfortunately, I don't see much improvement, but um, I'm hoping if I can stay here and, and keep keep watch, as the good doctor has uh, requested of me, uh, I can be here to provide moral and professional support so that should the need arise. She she looks at you and she nods, and you can see she's got really dark circles under her eyes. She's like, oh yeah yeah, I I, I think it might be about time that I uh. I lie down as well, so uh, I. Uh, it's been such an awful day. I. Uh, yeah, I, I, I very, I very much appreciate it, young man. Well, it is my pleasure, and I, uh, I too happen to be a, a fan of Dickens, so I'll be sure to continue your reading in your stead. Oh, you're you're a fan of Dickens. I am. I never find gentlemen. Very glad you didn't ask me. What my favourite one is. <laughs> what's uh, what's your favourite one? <laughs> uh, Oliver and Company. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why doesn't Lloyd stay there and read them when she goes to sleep? <laughs> also, isn't Oliver and Company an it's animation? It's the cat one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, 
I'm I'm not so much for 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 these kind of books for, for these kind of stories, but uh, well, Henry, he, he wanted to get a bit uh, inspired. I, I know that Mr. Dickens is uh is with the the reformers, and uh, he's got quite a, quite a few things to say about the 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 working class itself. Um, he's been dead for ten years now. He died in 18, uh, 1870. Might still be alive now. Wow. Um, oh yeah, I, I think he does a real good job of uh, catching some of the uh, some of the arshies of uh, of uh, modern London life. Yeah, he does. He's quite an inspiring chap. I, I think so too. I, I, I hope that there's going to be more of uh, of his lot that that might be coming around to the to the reformers movement. It uh, inspires me with help, it does. Yeah, I think you'll be you'll be pleasantly be pleasantly uh, surprised next few years. If you can hang around till about the thirties, <laughs> you might also find that you, you get a lot more support elsewise. <laughs> well, with the with the keep our fingers crossed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we can cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, look, it, it, it's, it has been a pleasure, and I, and I do apologise to be here so late, but um, why, why, don't you, why don't you nip off, get yourself some shut-eye? You've been doing an excellent job since yesterday. You look very tired since yesterday. Oh, f- thank you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm going to get in this uh, rocking chair here and stay, stay nearby, but I, I'm just going to shut my eyes. As you wish. Thank you, darling. Uh, and Lloyd will start reading. <laughs> Oh, aloud? Yeah. To them. Oh, that's he's got to read to Henry. Uh-huh. Uh, but like he's keeping an eye out here. Look, he peers up every now and again, like between sentences, between paragraphs, to see mm. if there's not anything. Give going us on a little outside. flavor of that. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Good night, the moon. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, he reads Henry a bedtime story, uh, and occasionally I think when he's Does confident. Does he read Go the leave. Fuck to Sleep? <laughs> no, no, no. no he's, 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 leaving, he's reading Dickens. Yeah. Ah. The famous Dickens play, Oliver and Company. So you you start to you start reading, and uh, you can hear very quickly that uh, Mrs. Baker just is out. She was exhausted, and she's just out. So at that moment, he like quietly puts the book down. Uh, and just does the rounds. So he will like s- just checks the window, uh, has just a listen to, s- to the silence in the hope that it stays silent. And he's gonna just look around the house, uh, continue to survey in the place, finding any exits or entrances and doing the appropriate things that you do in, in this situation. <laughs> I will say that uh, during this time, you're there for several hours you do hear and see that copper come back several times. Okay. Do I? Does it? Does he see me, or do I not know that? Does he see me evil? Does he see me? <laughs> does he see you? <laughs> I thought does he see me evil? <laughs> um, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do about that? I will probably ask uh, Ms. Baker when she wakes up if she's had any visits from the police or anyone else. Do you prep breakfast for Mrs. Baker? Mmm, yeah. What does she have? Uh, she probably has a chicken in the back. I know she doesn't have any sugar there. No, uh, but she probably has a chicken. She probably has her own chicken with uh, with eggs. I thought you were suggesting I killed her own no. chicken. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I just mean... Uh, 
Mm. Yeah, it wasn't unusual at that time for you to have your own little vegetable mm. garden, mm. your own mm. few animals. Let's let's say she's got eggs and bacon. Okay, oh. yeah. Well, I, I will prepare like a simple breakfast, the one that is not too presumptuous that I'm just taking her stuff, right? Mm. Um, I think probably I would have learned what is proper and good from this guy, maybe not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mrs. Uh, Mundy? I, I, was, I was going to say, uh, 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 he points to... Connor first, and then to <laughs> moi, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Mundy. Yeah, Miss Mundy would have taught me to cook, I think. He's a cook. Yeah, she definitely taught me how to cook, but I'm talking more like manners and like what's expected of a house guest and, mm. and being a good... Although she probably definitely schooled you on elbows on the table. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's not going to be like OTT. Maybe it will be a little OTT because I've only learned my manners from Connor, mm. but... <laughs> So, uh, does this mean that we're progressing to the next morning? Uh, uh, if yeah, I think if nothing yeah. happens, I think we just keep an eye. Um, I'm just going to take uh, some. Uh, May made it back to May made it back to the house, or did yeah, she, she fall asleep uh, on the billiard table? But no, she would never. <laughs> no, she would pack up her research and make take the carriage back to Connor's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and assuming. Michael came let her in if nobody else. No, I, I'm, I'm assuming the captain stayed up. Yeah, and captain let's in. Yeah, Michael Caine's in bed. Yeah, and, and like he's five flights up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and, 98 for God's yeah. sake. Uh, and and Jack Jack went to bed with the with the whiskey and and the water. <laughs> with the whiskey. <laughs> That's at, his, at some point, that's his lover he just for took the, the whiskey evening. and the water. And I was like, no ice cubes. What is this bullshit? Mm-hmm. And crawled upwards. <laughs> to add one last thing. So I think what happened, uh, what we were going to do at the museum was we made a point of saying that Lloyd is not going to go to bed because he would fall into, he has very strict like behavioral patterns when it comes to bedtime, uptime. And I think at this point, he like quickly gets into a rhythm of like, Sitting with the people, looking out the window, patrolling the house, all this stuff. And he does this all night until like his rising time of like 6 a.m. or whatever I said it was. So he, I could give myself the exhausted condition, I think, for today. I think you will need to give yourself that, yeah. I remember this is day fr- day three. This is pr- probably going to be the final day. So that may not fare well for you today. Yeah, yeah well, we will make it interesting, I'm sure. Uh-oh. <laughs> Final day, just another eight weeks of recording, people. Spaghettios. folks if you enjoyed this please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice it'll help spread the word and also help others to find us too if you have any comments questions or just want to connect with us on twitter you can you can find us at at tales of podcast we'd love to hear from you the tales of podcast crew are erica as Maeve mckenzie you can reach her on twitter with at underscore erica fabio as connor o'leary Charles as Jacques de Beauregard. Mike as Lloyd. Everyone else and sound design was by me, Jan. You can reach me on Twitter with at that last Jan. 
All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been edited or modified for use. Further details can be found in the show notes. <laughs> See you next episode! Yeah, I like that. that How do you imagine Toss Pop Something like this. <laughs> That's kind of where I was going, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I love him. He's so edgy and stupid. <laughs> <laughs>